Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. I'm very pleased to be with you today. Enjoying springtime in northern Nevada, just like we do every year. We are in our 13th year of broadcasting Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're on the air every Thursday at 3 o'clock right here on KCKQ 1180 AM radio in northern Nevada. It's one of the Lotus broadcast stations, and we're happy to help many, many people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. We also help people with all the complexities and details about real estate, you know, like maintaining real estate. We talk about the tax issues on real estate. We talk about ways that you can enjoy your home or your business if you make that investment to buy real estate and so much more. We get a ton of our information, of course, from our guests and our contacts that we communicate with all week long here at Nevada Real Estate Radio. So you can bet it's experts that we get our sources from and our information is really solid because we've got people in the trenches taking care of business in the real estate world every day and it is a moving target. Things change really fast with the economy locally, nationally, globally. I mean, it is huge what can happen if you miss the right information and you're looking to do a real estate transaction. With us today, I've got two great experts with us talking about their areas of expertise. Scott Morris will be joining us on the show. Scott is the owner of RCS Computer Solutions, and RCS is fantastic because they are our IT company here at Nevada Real Estate Radio. And in the world of compliance, you need to have somebody that really can take care of your real estate, not only the property, but your digital property as well. And that's what we have a lot of here where I work. Scott Morris will join us later. Also joining us, Aaron Schiller. And Aaron is with Tycor Title, one of the top title companies in Northern Nevada, and somebody that we've had on the show before. She's great with the stories that she tells us about what's really happening in the world of real estate, title, and escrow, but also things to look out for. Last time she was joining us, uh, joined us, she talked about some of the fraudulent activity that is uh, sometimes taking place in real estate transactions across the country. Our job is to help you look out for the challenges that you may be facing and maybe keep you out of trouble as well. We have that plus a look at the latest statistics from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors on median home prices and lots of other tidbits to help you make great decisions in the real estate world. So hang on and we'll be back after this message. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. You tune into a great show today because we have some experts in the studio that I know you're going to get great value from just by listening to what they have to say. And maybe it will help you either make the decision to move forward on your real estate transaction or ask a few questions. Well, we're going to find out. Scott Morris is with us and Scott is the owner of RCS IT Solutions. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hello, Peter. So glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here as well. Are you enjoying the spring? Absolutely. It's nice to get the warm weather back. We were talking last time about how you're not really in a seasonal business, so come winter or spring, it doesn't matter. RCS is at it all the time. Yes, we are. Uh, I do find that I do have ebbs and flows with all my clients' seasonal businesses, but as a general rule, my business never really goes anywhere. So yeah, it's consistent pretty much throughout the year. Uh, it's more and more digital, everything that we do now. I mean, I, I try to get away from the digital world, Scott, but it's not possible anymore. No. <laughs> we all live in that digital world now, whether we are on email, on social media, it doesn't matter. I mean, even, even our refrigerator, I think, at home is now on the, on the, on the digital world. Right. <laughs> so uh, we want to talk with you uh, on the show today about some of the things that people should be looking out for if they are looking at some uh, upgrades in their IT world at their business, or maybe some of the things they should be doing to protect themselves from some of the IT challenges that are out there. You know, things like cyber attacks, malware, all that stuff. I know you've got a, a good repertoire on that. So later Absolutely. on the show, we'll be talking about that. But I want to introduce you to our next guest in the studio. Aaron Schiller is with us, and Aaron is with Tycor Title. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you, Peter. It's nice to be here. It's nice to have you here, too. It's been a little while since you have visited with us. It's been yeah. almost a year, hasn't it? It has. It and has. I think in that year, home prices have gone up probably 20%. Yes, they have. <laughs> and and uh, more interest 
in buying homes as well. Yeah, we definitely have an inventory issue, as everyone knows. Yep. So it's it's uh, the real estate industry. It's thriving. It's doing well, but yeah. we definitely don't have enough homes for the buyers out there. I'm of the opinion that it's not that we don't have enough homes. It's that we have too many buyers. It could be. <laughs> it could be. We have a lot of people that are moving into the Reno area, northern Nevada. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact, I was talking to a few of my escrow officers, and in their notary book, a majority of the notaries that they're doing are all from buyers coming out of California. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So Just like we thought, but it really is the truth. It California. is the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're seeing it from Oregon, Washington, Texas, Arizona, but mostly majority of the people moving here are from California. Mm-hmm. You are you a California native yourself? Or did you come from California? Or are you from Nevada? I'm actually from Oregon. From Oregon, I, okay. Yes, I moved here 38 years ago. <laughs> uh, I'm a Nevadan now, but yeah. <laughs> definitely uh, came from Oregon, and it's beautiful country up there. But I love the four seasons that we have here. So. Yeah, a lot more sunshine here, yeah. but Oregon is beautiful. We visit there often. Yes, and uh, it's right next door. That's the nice thing about it. If you want to go to Oregon, you can get there in just a couple hours, and you're there. Right. Exactly. Very nice. Yeah. Scott Morris, how about you? Uh, native of Nevada, or did you come from outside the area? Born and raised, third generation. Reno. Deep roots. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. Well, you've seen a lot of changes here yourself. I have. Um, and uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to back off this <laughs> No. Time, <does> it? <laughs> the houses are just going to creep up the sides of the mountains. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, Scott, in the, in, the, in the IT world, um, is real estate an important part of the process that you work with in your work as far as other businesses, the clients that you work with? Not a lot right now, but it is an area that I have an interest in branching into, mm-hmm. mostly on the home side when somebody buys or sells a home, uh, just making sure that that house is up to date with modern technology, um, like network cable run places so that you can expand the wireless. Mm-hmm. When a lot of the houses in the area were built, mm-hmm. wireless wasn't a thing. Mm. So the uh, the construction and where they place the equipment for the network equipment is usually not ideal. Mm-hmm. So there are some pretty quick and easy things that we can do to make that fixed. We can put an, a wireless access point in somewhere else in the house uh, to help extend that network and make sure that your TVs, Blu-ray players, phones, tablets, all that stuff can connect properly to the wireless so you don't listen to screaming kids about their internet not working. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I don't remember that being an issue. Was, <laughs> right. It was not it was, an issue. It wasn't an issue for me. I'm not that old, but uh, you know, yeah, wireless, well, there was no such thing as wireless. Internet was we are dial so, up. We are so connected right now. Uh, it's a great convenience, Scott, that everything that we uh, can do digitally and everything we can monitor digitally, but it can pose some problems. Um, you know, we're hearing more and more about cyber attacks in the country, coming yeah. in from outside the country, and it's always about trying to get money, right? It's always Usually, about the money. I mean, there's the only reason to do it is a financial motive. So mm-hmm. there, in the end, there's always a financial motive somewhere, even if it's not obvious in the upfront in the beginning. What you're seeing, you're like, well, there's no money in that. Why are they doing that? But there's always a financial motive somewhere in the pie. Scott Morris is with us. He's with RCS IT Solutions, a great IT company that we use here at Nevada Real Estate Radio. I've known Scott for a number of years. Compliance was a big thing that uh, I was impressed with that your company was able to take care of. At the mortgage company that I worked at at the time, Scott, and ever since then, you and I have been connected because I love the work that you do at your company. Thank you, Peter. That's one of the reasons I really wanted you here today is because Aaron Schiller is with us too, and Aaron is with Tycor Title. And Aaron, when you were here last time, we talked a little bit about some of the fraudulent activity that tries to take place in some real estate transactions and probably does in many of the transactions. So give us a a little update before we go to break about some of the things that we have to be on the lookout for right now. Well, Peter, I've been, uh, you know, traveling actually throughout Nevada and in other states, educating the real estate community, the lending community uh, about wire fraud. Uh, Last time we talked, uh, it was more on the different schemes and scams going on in real estate transactions, but wire fraud has increased significantly. Uh, We work very closely, our company, with the FBI. In 2017, over $1 billion got diverted uh, through real estate transactions on wire fraud. Wow. And so it's a big concern. We're very concerned about the fact that the real estate agents, lenders, everyone in uh, buyer, seller, investors, attorneys really take notice, start educating their buyers and sellers about the fact that what really is happening is um, the buyers, the sellers, the attorneys, the real estate agents, the title companies, their emails are getting compromised. And so the fraudsters are going in there, compromising the emails, posing as the real estate agent or posing as the title company, posing as the buyer and seller 
seller and telling them, okay, we have, we're going to be closing early. Uh, send your wire uh, to this wire uh, number. They're changing the wiring instructions of the title company. They're changing the wire instructions of the buyers and sellers. And so we're very concerned about the fact that we need to educate the buyers and sellers about inquire before you wire. That mm. is the key. Inquire mm. before you wire. Uh, call the title company. Call the real estate agent before you wire anything because, again, it's it's plaguing our real estate industry, and I'm very concerned about it. So calling before or inquire before you wire, that's to confirm all the numbers, that they're wired to the right place, that it's the right amount, that it's the right person that's going to be getting the money? Correct. I, when we get close to closing a real estate transaction, um, things seem to s- speed up. Time slows down. Things speed up. Everybody's in a rush. Everybody's got things that they've got to do right after the closing. They've got to arrange for the movers or the painters, families involved. I know yeah, a lot of us, we just want to get, get it done, but that's a prime opportunity for these fraudsters to, to kick in and do their work. Absolutely. And what what has recently happened, and I've been sending out, uh, I don't know if you remember when I was doing Tycor Tips of the Week years ago, Mm -hmm. I started those again because I really need the real estate community to to pay attention. Uh, Just last week, we had a, uh, a real estate agent's email get compromised, and the buyer received an email from that agent saying, your offer got accepted send uh, your earnest money to this wiring number. Mm. The buyer actually went down to Bank of America, was about to wire, and they said, you know, that's a little weird that they're asking us to wire because the agent talked to me about sending a personal check. Mm -hmm. So they called uh, the title company, they called the real estate agent, and we were able to keep that from actually being sent to a fraudster. So they're now saying, if you want your offer accepted, uh, or you, you know, your offer did get accepted. Make sure to send your earnest money right away to this wiring number, mm. and it, it's concerning. Mm. Boy, it's amazing when people get your personal information. They can really make you feel like uh, you're dealing with a member of the family or somebody that you know. When in reality, they're just they're just out to take your money. Exactly. Mm. And this and the second uh, thing that just recently happened a couple days ago is they're actually saying that uh, they're sending an email to to the the seller that if you uh, if if you want to get a discount from the title company, send your what your wire to this wiring account, mm-hmm. and the title company will give you a discount if you send it early. Oh my gosh! So that now they're amazing. finding all these different ways to compromise the emails. It looks legit, and this is where even if it looks legitimate, make sure you call, talk to us. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We're going to find out where some of those fraudulent activities are starting. I mean, most of us we think that they're coming from other parts of the world, but maybe when it comes to real estate, they might be closer. We'll have that question for Aaron Schiller from Tycor Title when we come back from this break. We'll also be joined by Scott Morris from RCS IT Solutions. We're going to continue our conversation about fraudulent activity in real estate and on the web after this. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction, Jackson. He's the best. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. Thanks for joining us on our radio show today. In the studio today, Aaron Schiller. Aaron is with Tycor Title. Been a while since you've been back, Aaron. Hope you're enjoying being with us today. That's great. Thank you. And Scott Morris is with us too. Scott is the owner of RCS IT Solutions. Today, we're talking about a lot of things related to real estate and mortgage, but we're focusing a little bit today on fraudulent activity that can happen and does happen out there. Scott, in your world, you're kind of a policeman of fraudulent activity in digital. If there was no fraudulent activity going on in the world as far as the cyber world, I mean, how busy would you be? That's a really good question. I'd still be fixing computers and all that stuff, but the the antivirus front and all the work that I put into making sure that we have solid backup procedures would be minimized, that's for sure. I bet there's billions and billions of dollars that have been spent that have been that have cost companies just to recover from all of these problems. I mean, I had um, some fraudulent activity, some spam activity uh, just a few years ago, and I had to delete so many accounts, start from scratch. Yeah. I mean, it was really costly, yep. and it's not like I had to pull 
pull money out of my wallet, but I was losing a lot of income because my business was almost shut down there for income a couple Income and, and people don't look at it, but the time that it takes to do all that, the time and the worry that you spend dealing with all that, it can, it can consume a significant chunk of your life and the productive brain power that you have that could be put into better things. It's, a, it's the unseen cost that I try to explain to companies when I'm talking to them about this stuff is they look at the hard dollars. Well, how much is the check going to cost? Yeah. That doesn't take into consideration just everything else that goes into that type of a situation. I mean, we're in the advertising world and it's all about sales. And to do sales, you have to make sales calls. You have to meet people. Yeah. You have to have a great attitude and be really positive about <laughs> your world. But how can you do yeah. that when you've been cyber hacked back at the office and all your employees are sitting around twiddling their thumbs because right. we're waiting on fixing it. And, and you can lose a lot of sales activity and a lot of business activity when you have that fraudulent stuff coming your way. Right. You Doesn't, wouldn't even know it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the real estate world, I think, Scott, is especially susceptible because the dollar amounts are so high. Right. I mean, you look at the Big median time. home price in northern Nevada, approximately $350,000. I mean, one deal yeah. uh, can make somebody a boatload of illegal money. Exactly. And yeah. so it's kind of a lure it is. Right, to this yep. stuff. You look at the, it's all a numbers game. And in a transaction like that, even if they get a, a fraction of a percent of, of the uh, return on it, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars every time it does happen to work. So yeah. that's, that's, I'm sure, why there's a huge lure to it. Yeah. When I, you and I met, Scott, I was in the mortgage world as a mortgage lender. It was probably six or seven years ago. And um, there was a lot of compliance and still is a lot of compliance in the mortgage world. But uh, it is a matter of law that mortgage companies have to have this kind of security sure. at their companies. And uh, there's a lot of businesses now that have more compliance coming in their direction. Give us an example of some of those companies. Law firms is a big one. Uh, State bar, same type of thing. You're emailing clients and that's uh, you got to make sure you have encrypted email and mm -hmm. um, you've got to make sure that you meet certain IT type of criteria. The mm -hmm. other big one that a lot more people are probably familiar with is the medical, the HIPAA. Um, and that's the, the act that makes sure that all of the personal health information that gets moved around is done so in a secure manner and make sure that it doesn't get into the hands of people that will do bad things with it. Mm -hmm. uh, most of what I do, I pretty much follow the HIPAA guidelines because they're the most clear and they're the most uh, easily to easily found. Um, and so I usually, with all of the businesses that I deal with that need regulatory and compliance issues, I usually apply the HIPAA guidelines to it because it's pretty all-encompassing. It, it covers a mm -hmm. lot of the common mm -hmm. things that just about any regulated industry will have to deal with. And I think one of the challenges that many, many people have is there, there are no, that I know of, there are no designations for IT professionals that say you're a specialist in working with medical, you're a specialist in compliance issues, or am I wrong? Is there, is there, that's, are there things like that? That's actually, that's actually true. I've been asked by people, oh, let me see your HIPAA certification. Well, there's no HIPAA certification. There's no clear cut way to say I am HIPAA certified. That's technically not a term that, that means anything. There are certifications you can get, uh, a company called CompTIA, um, they do certification um, exams and things for different types of uh, technical um, technical areas. So like uh, for computer repair, networking, things like that. They have one that's geared toward um, IT for healthcare. But again, it's not a requirement. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually HIPAA compliant or HIPAA certified. Mm -hmm. So it really is uh, down to making sure that the person that you're working with has experience in the medical areas mm -hmm. and understands what goes into the, the IT side of how all that comes together. Yeah. And it's, it, it is a little tricky right now because I have people ask for that certification or that certificate that proves that I'm certified. And mm -hmm. you just have to look at them and say, there isn't one. <laughs> I can show you all of the different certifications and experience that I have. Um, I can sign a business associate agreement with you, mm -hmm. which is a huge thing with the HIPAA guidelines. But realistically, all you need is me to sign that, uh, the business associate, associate uh, agreement that says I'm doing business with such and such company. And they are telling me that they're going to treat my stuff in a good way is mm -hmm. basically what the agreement says. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's really, that is the case. And, I, you know, I guess one of the best ways for people to learn about you is to add, talk to some of the clients that you do have, some of the people that you've worked with. Absolutely. Uh, that's really the only way to be sure, but I want to assure our listeners that uh, Scott Morris, fantastic person to work with uh, regarding your IT services, your IT setup and platform at your company. I can't recommend anybody better. Scott, in case anybody has to tune out before the end of the show, please give us your best 
best contact information so people can reach you? Yeah, best way is probably just jump on the web. It's itrcs.com. Again, itrcs.com. You can also feel free to give me a ring at the office, 775-737-4400, 775-737-4400. Thank you very much. We're going to continue our conversation with you later on the show. Let's jump over to Aaron Schiller. Aaron is with us from Tycor Title. Aaron, as you're listening to us about the things going on in the digital world, uh, I can see you nodding your head over there because these are the things that really come after the real estate world. And if it wasn't for the title and escrow companies, I mean, who would really be monitoring these kinds of transactions? Maybe that's the reason that you do exist, right? The title and escrow world in the middle. Yeah, you know, we definitely, we're kind of that middle ground and we're dealing with everyone on a transaction. So, and, and by law, we're also federally regulated by CFPB, uh, the state of Nevada, FTC. Uh, so, you know, we have to be very, very careful because we're dealing with money every day. Yeah. And more and more money all the time, it seems like, the way prices are going. Exactly. And, you know, Scott's mentioning uh, the, uh, you know, encryption and HIPAA. One of the things that a lot of the real estate community doesn't know is that the law changed in the state of Nevada last year. NRS 603A040 uh, was passed and effective July 1st, 2017. Uh, all personal information and account numbers must be encrypted and the any business or business licensee uh, should be using some kind of encrypted software to protect their client's information. All right. So it is called 603A-040. Correct. And that's the state number. Okay. Yes. So definitely, I think real estate agents um, and lenders and businesses should be very careful. Uh, if they're sending emails with personal information, account numbers, social security, anything like that, they should be using an encrypted software program. Oh, yeah. Uh, encrypted software. Uh, Scott Morris, so, so what does that do? How, how do we know if, how do we, how do I know if I'm getting an email from somebody uh, that their system is encrypted? I mean, I've had people ask me that before, and I've said yes because I know it's encrypted, but how do, how does the general consumer know? Generally, an encrypted email, you have to go through extra steps to open it, or you have to be receiving it on a trusted platform and usually um, say we'll use the real estate example since that's the realm we're talking about if you're using an encrypted email system and you're emailing internally within your office you're sending from a trusted source to a trusted source it routes through the proper channels if that person were to say send you or me an email we'd get an email that says this email is encrypted you need to follow these such and such steps in order to open this email mm. and with office 365 for example it'll usually give you a, a six-digit code that you put in and it sends a verification email just to make sure that somebody in the middle isn't intercepting this communication. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have to be careful if you say your email's encrypted. Um, it's not technically encrypted. There's SSL certificates and there are things in the middle that protect the email com communication itself, mm -hmm. but the email itself is not encrypted. So that is a service that we can set up and provide. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's a pretty in-depth process to, to do that and make sure that everything is encrypted. And I am recommending that a lot more businesses, general businesses that maybe don't have the regulatory needs, um, do set up some sort of an encrypted uh, system just for that very purpose. And what was that NRS number again? That's a really interesting... 608.040, I believe. I was not aware of that, and I probably should have been. So I look forward to looking into that and uh, making more people aware of it. We're going to talk more about security, cybersecurity, and more about real estate in northern Nevada here on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this message. Suntec Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. Suntec Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. Suntec Solar Screening 3529396. Suntec Solar Screening. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. We are enjoying conversation with two in-studio guests. Erin Schiller is with us. She is with Tycor Title, talking to us about all the activities going on, good, fair, and fraudulent that can happen in any real estate transaction, what to look out for, what to be aware of. Also, Scott Morris is with us, and Scott is the owner of RCS IT Solutions. Uh, Scott takes care of people's IT services and their world at their business, but Scott, it's a lot about that, right? It's about protecting people against fraud and malicious activity? 
That's my entire goal is to keep all the nasties away from people so they don't have to worry about it with their business and mm -hmm. don't have to worry about the shutdowns and all of that. So, yes. Scott, I'll always remember when I signed on to the World Wide Web. It was in 1996. That's when I signed on at home. I'd been at work. I had it for uh, oh, probably five years prior, but, you know, used it minimally. But then when we signed on at home, it never went away. No, it, it didn't. <laughs> it was just like for a little visit, I thought. But no, my son liked it. My kids liked it. Everybody in the family liked it. And before long, we were really a digital household. And I remember even back then, Scott, there were talks about, oh, you know, malicious activity that could be taking place over the Internet, the World Wide Web. Um, and I thought, well, you know, if they're focused on it now, they'll get it resolved. And pretty soon we'll have an ultra secure World Wide Web, just kind of like a, my phone is or maybe the U.S. mail. But it seems like it, it really hasn't. It's kind of gone the other way. Is it just my perception or does it seem like we're even more vulnerable than we were back then? That's it's kind of a double edged question We're we may be more vulnerable in the way of certain aspects. Back then, there weren't as many safeguards in place. Um, now, however, there are a tremendous number of safeguards in place, but the technology is increasing so fast that the, the thieves and the nasty people out there seem to be staying well ahead of the curve and finding new ways to exploit people and information. And mm -hmm. it all boils down to the numbers game. Uh, back in the mid nineties, there were not that many people online. So it wasn't a real big pot to fish in, I guess. Mm -hmm. Now, however, you've got, I mean, the entire world is on, on multiple devices. So mm -hmm. that pot is, is huge. So all it takes is a, just a few people to fall into a trap and you, you can really make out uh, yeah. like a bandit. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. These fraudsters are just targeting right. as many people as they can. And if even one person uh, is lured in and steps forward, uh, they've right. got a fish on them. really own. just boils down to education. Uh, there are a tremendous number of, of technical safeguards. Uh, I employ them in, at all of the businesses that I work with, but it really boils down to the weakest link is the person on the other side of the keyboard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can only do so much to protect you from yourself. Mm -hmm. So it boils down to a lot of education and making people aware of what a phishing email looks like, what a scam email looks like, mm -hmm. um, what certain different types of websites look like that are, that are fake. So you mm -hmm. can hopefully start um, identifying those before you click on stuff. And Aaron may, had a really good uh, statement earlier, inquire before you wire. And that's a really clever way. And mine is think before you click. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very similar premise. If you have any inkling that something is not right about an email or a website, just stop, think about it investigate it a little bit. And if you have a question, just call somebody. Um, if it's an email, feel free to forward it to me and I'll take a look at it and let you know if it looks legit or not. Yeah. They're getting very, very tricky with how they formulate websites and emails to look very legitimate. And sometimes it takes me a couple looks over to really get an idea of whether it is or isn't. So it's a real, real big problem right now. You know, one of my biggest concerns is for the senior community. Scott, Absolutely. I'm approaching the senior community. If I'm not there already, I may be, maybe I just don't know it. <laughs> but the fact is, senior Seniors don't know as much about the digital world and they don't want to appear to be stupid because after right. after all of our years of living, then we become seniors, we'd like to think that we know what's going on, but the reality is right. it's all new to us too. It's kids and seniors. Those are the two areas that are the most vulnerable because seniors don't, didn't grow up with the technology, so they aren't as inherently able to look at the things and, and understand whether they're legitimate or not. Kids, on the other hand, will just click on stuff because they're having fun. They don't know better. They don't, they don't care. I guess right. if you're dealing with a six-year-old, you know, they're just not going to know what's okay to click on and what's not. So they click on whatever pops up and, oh, look, that's pretty. I want to click on it. And yeah. now you're infected. Same thing on the senior side. It, it, they they're, they have more life experience, but they don't have the technical experience to, to decipher some of the more technical things that point out illegitimate sites and emails. You're a good person to have as a friend and have as an associate uh, in the company, Scott, because you're the person that we can talk to when these things come up. And I think really every household, every business especially needs to have somebody like you that they can make these inquiries about and get caught up on what's happening. What are some of the latest tricks? What are some of the latest schemes that are out there? I know that they're changing every day. So I'm glad you're here with us today and joining us too with Aaron Schiller from Tycor Title. Aaron, as we're talking about all this fraudulent activity, it kind of fits in with what you're talking about is uh, the fraudulent activity that can take place in real estate transactions. And in the old days, we used to think that fraudulent activity was just somebody overpricing their house or maybe getting a fake appraisal. But wow, uh, digital activity can cost 
many, many times more. It's huge, and you have to be so vigilant to protect your clients, I'm sure. You do. You know, we, we're putting a lot of uh, time and effort into our transactions now to make sure that the buyers and sellers are aware of the wire fraud and activity that we're seeing. As a matter of fact, our escrow officers and assistants are doing probably three to four times the work because of it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, if a seller calls and says, hey, I'd like to you know, change my wiring instructions to this and we write it down, we are now having to call that seller back at their home to, or their office or their cell to make sure that was them. Mm-hmm. Because now the fraudsters are actually changing caller ID. There are capabilities to change the caller ID. Mm-hmm. So even if they call us, we have to call them back mm-hmm. and make sure that was them. Mm-hmm. So, so when I get a local call telling me that I owe money to the IRS, uh, that call could be coming from anywhere in the world. Exactly. Because I exactly. can look at my caller ID and it looks like a right. like a local number. Right. So we're doing a lot more uh, work than we ever have in our industry. Mm-hmm. And so that takes a lot more time. And, uh, you know, we're having to watch every little detail. And so it's just to the protection of that real estate transaction. And so we're t- being very diligent. And we're just also educating as much as we can by, you know, doing videos, doing emails, doing, uh, you know, classes, anything that we can get the word out mm-hmm. to make sure everyone's taken care of and safe safeguarding themselves. Uh, one of the things that I, I did want to share is I had the opportunity to be in uh, Florida, and I had a guest speaker at our company talk about cybersecurity and cyber attacks that were happening. And he used to be head of Homeland Security for President Bush. Mm. And he had warned us that this was coming, it's going to get bigger. And it's not just some person, you know, that is wanting, it's a computer person that, you know, is in their basement or, you know, we've had all these other people kind of bring up, who is it? Who who mm. are the fraudulent? The, the concern we have is that it's terrorists, that the terrorists are using uh, these this way to get money for bombs, for ammo, and to go after our communities throughout the world. So this isn't just about real estate. It's a national and global issue. Yeah, you're right. No one really talks about where what they're doing with that money. I mean, it's not like they're taking their kids to Disneyland with that money. They're probably using that to fuel and to fund more fraudulent or illegal activity. And the ultimate goal is maybe it is that maybe it's it's terrorist attack. Right. Exactly. And so we you know, when when he said that, I was like, wow. So I went back and I wrote a class and I've been teaching since Mm -hmm. just to get the word out and to educate the community. Mm -hmm. And, And real estate is a very sensitive area because we do not have the firewalls that most businesses would. Uh, Scott was mentioning, you know, earlier about uh, Microsoft 360. And, you know, one of the things that I've been telling the real estate agents, if you're using a Gmail or Yahoo or AOL account, Mm -hmm. you should have a two-factor authentication. The two-factor authentication is really important to have to protect and make sure that no one is getting into their emails and compromising the emails. Two-factor auth is humongous. If you don't have it on all of your sensitive accounts, that's, that's a thank you for bringing that up. Well, explain to that, Scott. Explain to our listeners how that works so if they're, they don't know about two-factor authentication. Yeah, what two-factor authentication means is when you, you go to your website, you type in your username, your password, um, normally you'd sign in and you're in. Right. With the two-factor authentication, it, it's called two-factor authentication because it adds a second step. Once you sign in with the valid password, mm-hmm. now it's going to pop back and say, enter this six-digit code. Um, I have an app on my phone that every 30 seconds it randomly generates a new six-digit code. Mm -hmm. So um, it'll come back and say, what's your code? You punch in that six-digit code. Now you're authorized to sign in. Oh, yeah. You know, when I worked in my very first mortgage uh, company, they gave me something called a FOB. Yep. And I carried this FOB with me. So anytime I signed into my mortgage, my mortgage computer with all that sensitive information, I would sign in and then say, okay, we need that. Yep. So I'd have to. It's a more digital version of that. Pull the FOB out, look at the number type, because that FOB, that code changed like every 30 Mm -hmm. seconds. So that's great. That's some com- some businesses absolutely need that, and I I Everybody hope my bank it. has that. Yep, and it's more and more common. Facebook has it. Google has it. Um, all of the different software platforms that I use for remote access to people's computers, mm-hmm. um, that's extremely sensitive because if somebody were to hack that, now they've got access to every single computer that I manage. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of computers. So I have it on every single, if I, if I don't have the ability to have two-factor auth on one of my platforms, I won't use it. Mm-hmm. So I have it on turned on on every single platform that I use. Um, so it's a huge, huge 
a very easy thing to set up. Um, Authy, if the audience wants to know what is really easy to use, um, it's called Authy. It's an app, A-U-T-H-Y. Um, that's the app that I use. It's got a little computer snippet program that you have on the computer. So mm -hmm. It makes it very easy and efficient to do this process. Because you think about it, it's, it's cumbersome. You have to come up with additional steps to sign into your websites. Um, but So my, my whole philosophy is making it as easy and streamlined as possible. And mm -hmm. I use that Authy app on my phone and on the computer. makes it very, very easy. We have to change our world a little bit, Aaron, because we have to now be aware that has to be an important part of our lives now. To the the two level authorization, you know, asking questions. Um, it is you're almost in charge with changing the way people think, right? You have to for their own protection. Yeah, and and I will say that we get a lot of feedback, negative feedback from the real estate community and to from the buyers and sellers because we're asking for more information mm -hmm. and we are also encrypting emails so they look at it as more of an issue and uh, you know oh my gosh I have to you know put in a password to get into this encrypted uh, email yeah. but we're doing this to protect the right, interest yeah. and we just have to get the word out even more that this is not our choice this is the fact that we just have to protect you even more. Yeah. I get yeah. the same pushback. It's the same thing. Oh, it takes so much more time. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but how much is that time worth? One thing goes wrong. It can cost you millions or you can go bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're not used to doing that, it is it is an inconvenience. You have to do that and you have to do this. But, yeah. you know, it's either that or take the, take a huge risk. Um, so cyber protection, protection of all your data at your home and your office, very critical. Real estate, other businesses related as well. We have more conversation with our in-studio guests, Scott Morris from our RCS IT Solutions, and Aaron Schiller from Tycor Title after this. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. Hi, everybody. Peter Padilla here enjoying conversation on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Hope you're having a great day today. We're helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. With me in the studio, I have Scott Morris. Scott is the owner of RCS IT Solutions. Also, Erin Schiller is with us, and she's representing Tycor Title. You've been there a long time, Erin. How long has it been? A year or two Actually, years? Actually, <laughs> 15 years. 15. I was off just by a little bit. I knew you'd been there a long time. Yeah, I've been in the business 30 years. 30 it's years? 30 wow. years this year. Well, yeah. you've helped a lot of people, and you absolutely must love what you're doing. I mean, nobody does their work for that long without really, really enjoying it. I know that you love your work because you have a lot of great people that you work with at Tycor Title. Done a lot of transactions there, and really like your team. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love my team too. Yeah, they're good. They're knocking things out. And let's talk a little bit about the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors most recent report on existing home sales in Washoe County. So uh, the last numbers we're looking at here were from tail end of winter, and it looks like uh, oh, about 429 sales of single family homes being sold. These are existing single family homes, not new construction. And at that time, the median home price in Washoe County for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home, $370,000. Aaron, would you ever have thought five years ago that we'd ever get that number that fast? No, I didn't. You know, and, and I've had a lot of people, Peter, talk about uh, us doing a crash or the bubble. And it was different circumstances back then when that happened. Mm -hmm. And now we have a lot more regulation on lending, appraisals, uh, building permits. You know, you, the builders are having a hard time building because they can't build fast enough. Right. They can't find the workers to build those properties. And so, you know, we have different circumstances. 
circumstances happening. Right now, this is a supply and demand issue. We mm-hmm. have a lot of demand, but not enough supply. So that is why we have a lot of people moving here from other states, buying a property for cash, and that's why we're seeing those prices go up. Yeah, that's really amazing that um, cash just seems to come out of the closet when big deals come together because cash talks. Exactly. And sometimes you can get a great deal for cash. You can definitely close faster when you have cash. And sometimes that's what it takes. But there's a lot of competition coming in to people that want to buy that first home in northern Nevada. There are many people that have lived here all their lives. They're natives. And now they're competing not only with the other locals, but with California. A lot of California transactions we are hearing about coming to northern Nevada. And Aaron, at your title company, I'm sure you're seeing California for a lot of the addresses. We are. We are. Our our real estate uh, agents are opening quite a bit of escrows with with buyers coming out of California, Arizona, Oregon, Washington. That's mm-hmm. primarily where we're seeing it. But when I was talking to a couple of our escrow officers, the notary, uh, the notaries that they're doing are all California license licenses. So it's it's definitely coming. And we are doing a lot of business with our family of companies over in California. Mm. Uh, we have offices in every state and county in the United States, but primarily we're doing a lot of reciprocal. Uh, networking and referral work with our family of companies in California. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, California and Nevada, so close in so many ways. Yeah. And we're making more and more friends with people in California because they're moving in next door, yes. a lot of them. And uh, we love the people from California because they've discovered something that I discovered many years ago. Northern Nevada. I mean, it really is a fantastic place to live. Regardless of the price, regardless of where real estate has been, you step out the door, you look at those beautiful mountains at the Sierras, and it's gorgeous. It's no wonder more and more people want to come here. Exactly. One of our escrow officers just joined us a few months ago from Modesto, California. She got relocated because her fiancé was part in a construction, doing construction and contracting with Tesla. Mm. And uh, she moved here, and she it, she thinks it's the most beautiful place. It is a uh, an amazing she said everybody was so inviting and in she's truly enjoying living here yeah. so and that's someone definitely coming from you know northern california over to nevada sure we have a lot of great open spaces here and and the weather has been cooperating the last couple of years i'm really enjoying uh, my life here and meeting tons and tons of people really nice people that come here to northern nevada it is uh, still a small community even though it's growing it really does have that small town feel and that's what i like about northern nevada and although i'm not a member of the chamber of commerce i should be because I'm a big proponent. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You bet. <laughs> so what else is going on in the title and escrow world when it comes right down to the regular work that you do aside from you know protecting people from fraudulent activity and from cyber attacks and from wire fraud? I mean, you've still got to do what you normally do, closing deals. And you, when you're closing deals at Tycor Title, you're taking care of a lot of elements for both the buyer and the seller. Let our listeners know a little bit about why you are there in that middle and what you're doing to help people. Well, our, our role is truly to be the neutral third party. We represent the buyer and seller. Mm-hmm. We don't represent real estate agents. We don't re- invest, you know, the investors or the builders. We represent the buyer and seller. And so we're that neutral party. And sometimes we're caught in the middle. Uh, during a transaction and and people have to understand that we really don't we really can't give any advice they're gonna have to deal with their real estate agents Uh, I really recommend that the buyers and sellers work with qualified real estate agents people that know their business Mm -hmm. and we're getting a lot more real estate new real estate agents coming onto the market Peter Mm. that Uh, I want to say over 400 new agents came onto the market last year. Mm. So that's changing a lot of things. And like I always say, there's probably 20% of the agents doing 80% of the business. And, you know, with an inventory issue that we have, uh, you know, that's really affecting things. So from our side, from the escrow and title side, what we're seeing a lot of is, uh, you know, communication is really important. Making sure we know that the buyer or seller is out of state uh, so we can accommodate signings. I see that more often than anything. Uh, Also, making sure that you communicate with the escrow officer if your client is married. Uh, You know that we have a community property state in Nevada. It's really important for us to know that. Mm -hmm. And if they're buying property together, selling property, we need to know. I think it's just communication and telling us what's going on in the transaction so there's no surprises at the end. And I Mm -hmm. think that's where we see a lot of surprises happening uh, 
now that our market has changed again, uh, and you know, I will tell you, working with a qualified lender too, and I love Lucar, by the way, with Summit. Summit's a great company uh, because there's never that last minute hiccup. They're always on point. They always mm-hmm. do a great job. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take a car to a mechanic. The mechanic says it's going to be ready at five o'clock tomorrow. You are going to be expecting it at five o'clock because you've got things to do tomorrow night. Uh, it's kind of the same way with getting a mortgage or closing a real estate transaction. There's a lot of moving parts, and if you're expecting it close on a certain day at a certain time. I mean, you really need to be able to follow through and count on that time because it can really create a snowball effect. I know things come up all the time, last minute uh, uh, news about a piece of property, things change on property, uh, the digital world. But for the most part, being on time, that's still pretty critical in the real estate world, isn't it? It is. And we see a lot of last minute things happening. And I will say the one advice I tell agents is don't promise that they're going to get in on a weekend or on Friday because Mm -hmm. anything can change. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, maybe a wire doesn't get through or maybe uh, when we do a final search on the property, some lien comes up or whatever. So it's always important to communicate with your buyer and seller that anything can happen at the last second. Mm -hmm. And when we, I think when they're prepared and they're relaxed and it's not this push just to close a deal, we usually have the best experience. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, finding a real estate transaction with little or no stress is kind of a hard thing to do. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I honestly thought that our industry would get calmer, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying that. It's actually there. I would say that there's a lot more uh, emotion going on than we have ever seen before. Yeah. And I think some of this is coming from also the fact that we have a supply and demand issue because mm-hmm. people are wanting to get in that house. They're so excited. But, you know, it, it took a long time to get there. Lots yeah. of contingencies. We're seeing a lot more contingent transactions, uh, and you know we're seeing that move up or downsizer trying to find a home that to downsize to, mm-hmm. and that's another inventory issue. Well, speaking of inventory, in the very near future, we're going to have a radio show uh, and guests from our beautiful neighboring community of Fernley, Nevada, come to visit with us. And you know, that's one of the things I love about Fernley is the home prices there. In some, in many cases, they're about a hundred plus, hundred fifty thousand less for a comparable home. Of course, you have to factor in that twenty-five to thirty-five minute drive, but that's a lot of gas you can buy for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> it is, you know, and Fernley is such a growing market. As a matter of fact, we at Tycor Title opened an office in Fernley. Well, nice. So we have an office at sixty-five McCart mm-hmm. Street, and we opened in October of twenty sixteen. It's doing very, very well, and. And uh, we also have offices in Carson and Gardnerville. We're growing, uh, growing with the market, growing with that uh, the increase uh, of, of property demand. Mm-hmm. But Friendly is amazing. It's it definitely that sleeper area that's going to change everything. I want to see if you can come back and join us when we have those guests come in and talk to us about the beautiful city of Friendly, Nevada. Aaron Schiller from Tycor Title. It's been great having you with us on the show today. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate it. In case anybody wants to reach you, what is the best way? You can call me at 775-324-7400. Uh, you can also go on to my website, which is AaronSchillerTycor.com. Very good. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Great. Thank you. Scott Morris has been with us as well. Hope you've had a good time with us, Scott. I have. Thank you, Peter. And uh, if anybody wants to reach you, give us uh, your contact information one more time. Best way, ITRCS.com or 775-737-4400. All right. We might have you come back when we talk about Fernley, too, because that is a growing community. That, that could really, well, it's right close to the Disney. Tahoe Industrial Center. Huh? That's right. And uh, one last thing for you, Scott. We've talked about this on the last couple of shows, but since we have new listeners all the time, talk to us about the S in RCS. The S is secure, and that really, uh, it, it has a lot of different meanings, but uh, it really kind of goes back to the conversation we were just talking about with uh, being aware of things, uh, you know, think before you click, and, and that mo- model of thinking when you're browsing around on the web. Um, when you go to a website and you're about to submit a form, look up at the URL bar where the www stuff goes and make sure that there's an S on the HTTP. If it's HTTPS, a lot of browsers will highlight it in green and let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that S is not there, anything that you submit through that website is fair game. It's submitted in plain text and anybody that uh, is in the middle of that transaction can easily get that information. If that S is there, it's encrypted and it, it creates a barrier that it's not possible to get through, but at least it's a pretty solid barrier that will protect that information between your clicking the submit button mm-hmm. and it, that web server that you're submitting it to. You bet. If in the layman's terms, for guys like me, when I see that HTTPS 
that S says to me, that's a professional company. That's right. They Absolutely. know what they're doing. They care about me. Yep. And I'm glad I'm aware of that, Scott. It's so obvious that you hardly even notice it sometimes. Right. But I'm glad that you're with us to talk about that. Absolutely. Scott Morris, thank you being, for being with us and look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks, Peter. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in today and remind you that we're on the air every week, same time, same station. So please tell your friends and family to join us too. Then they can make great decisions and protect themselves digitally here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Be sure to stay tuned. Coming up next, the Sherry Hill Show. And we'll talk with all of you again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.